Steve Lanham. May contain spoilers. May contain spoilers. On this week's May Contain Spoilers, we'll be throwing on a light blue t-shirt and heading to WaterWiz for the way, way back. Stay away from your windows and hide the blender as we review your next. And Drew will be flexing his critical muscle for Michael Bay's pain and gain. If you've seen a film this week, then send us your reviews by tweeting at FilmSpoilers or email MayContainSpoilers at Hot1028.com. Please report to the Administrative Office International. Duncan, please report to the Administrative Office International. I have to announce this over the PA. As my voice won't carry that far, my throat suffered major damages during an intense makeout session with Lewis's mom. She has a forked tongue and a touch of the herpes. I don't have a mom. I have two dads. In your face. Hello and welcome to May Contain Spoilers. My name's Steve Lanham. I'm Drew Bridger. And I'm JP Stockwell. And coming up on tonight's show, we're going to be talking about films, all sorts of different films, probably the, the widest range of different types of films that we talked about for a while, I think. We've got The Way Way Back, sort of an indie comedy. You're next, a sort of horror... Am I? Well, you're, you're literally next. Uh, okay, cool. I'll get ready for that. Yeah, uh, the uh, sort of horror... Sort of an indie horror, I suppose, not that different in that respect. And also Pain and Gain, which for Michael Bay is a bit indie. Uh, Essentially, what I've done is tried to say that they're all different and then attempted to make them all sound similar. So I failed slightly. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very eclectic uh, roundup this week, I think. Very kind of you to. Most eclectic one we've had for a while. Very kind of you to pull it back to that, Drew. I much appreciate it. To pull it back to us. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So we've got reviews of those three films coming up in tonight's show. If you've seen any of them, then you can tell us what you thought of them by tweeting at film spoilers or emailing maycontainspoilers at hot1028.com. We also want to know what your your favourite film of the year is because it's got to sort of the end of the summer now. We've had all the blockbusters. It's time to start evaluating your list, I think, of the, uh, the best and worst films of 2013. It's time to start rethinking your film life. Pretty much. Yeah. So uh, I've got mine sort of lined up, I think. I know you two have had a, a think about it too. So we will see how much we differ or agree uh, on that later in the show. So you want to know your favourite film and probably your least favourite film you've seen this year as well. So at Film Spoilers and May Contain Spoilers at hot1028.com are the places that you can do that. We'll also have film news this week and also uh, Drew's got some crowdsourcing corner. I do uh, indeed. And JP has some sofa cinema, so all the things you'd usually expect in a May Contain Spoilers show, but with the added bonus of having three pretty interesting films to talk about. Not yeah. that films aren't always interesting, but they're, they're particularly interesting this week. Yes. I've dug myself out of that hole. <laughs> and I get it, to. I get it would to be in- worse if there was three boring films. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. And I, I get to enjoy it from the comfort of a, li- a listener this week, as a listener. Well, right. a listener with a microphone in front of them. Yeah. So you're kind of you're like the voice inter- of the audience, yeah, this week, interacting JP. audience. Yeah, you're a director's uh, commentary. That feels like a lot track. of pressure we've just put on you, being the voice of the audience, the voice of reason, of need, a nation. Yeah. Need, need to channel everyone that's listening into your into your larynx. Basically, I need to somehow evoke Michael Bay and horror and indie comedy all at all once, all in one package. That's so going to be a, good luck. It's a big ask. The reason for that is because JP didn't manage to get to uh, one of the films this week, but he Public has other transport. Yes, so <laughs> he will. Don't worry, be chipping in with other stuff during the show. We've made good use of him, despite the fact that he hasn't seen a film. So it wasn't just to get you out of your house for an hour <laughs> or two at a yeah. push. It can be that too. Whereas we're normally trying to keep people in their house for an hour. Yeah, you know, you make it sound like it's sort of a change. hostage situation, but. 
Anyway, let's stop talking <laughs> rubbish and review the first <laughs> film of this week, which is The Way, Way Back, directed by Nat Faxon and Jim Rash. And the story is, shy 14-year-old Duncan goes on summer vacation with his mother, her overbearing boyfriend and her boyfriend's daughter. Having a rough time fitting in, Duncan finds an unexpected friend in Owen, manager of the Water Whiz water park. Now, I know I keep asking you, but when are we getting new employee t-shirts? Two years from uh, yesterday. No, all joking aside, and this makes me self-conscious about my body. It's not a place that I want to be. <laughs> Disappoint me, kid. You're late. Plan on making a habit of this? What? You're fired. But I just... You make a valid point. Welcome back. It's benefits. You waste an exorbitant amount of time. You know that? Suit up. You don't look too pumped. Come on, let's get pumped. This is the place where dreams are made or destroyed. Depends on how you feel about working at a water park. Um, we have a situation over at Harpoon Lagoon. Is it a homicide? Yeah, it's a homicide. I knew this day would come. I'm gonna stay here in the booth no one comes to. See, now we play a lot of clips <laughs> on the show yeah, yeah. Uh, for different films, and even films I really enjoy, you know, I don't really pay much attention to the clips, but I've watched that clip and the one we played right at the start of the show several times now and seen it in the actual film. It just and doesn't it, get old. It just still makes me laugh, <laughs> which is quite an achievement and probably will go some way to, towards telling you what I thought of The Way Way Back. Yeah. But it stars Steve Carell, Tony Collette, Alison Janney, Anna Sophia, Rob, Sam Rockwell, Mara Rudolph and Liam James, and also small parts for... Uh, Nat Faxon and Jim Rash, who are the writer-directors too. Uh, Drew, you've seen this as well as me. Uh, yes. What did you think of The Way Way Back? Well, I wanted to start off by saying that from the outside, this looks like one of these happy, sort of feel-good, life-affirming kind of films that you go in and watch, and it's sort of taken from the filmmaker's childhood, in a sense, and it's sort of like you feel... You go in... And you watch it, and you come out, and you think, great, I feel good about life again. And then five minutes later, you realize that film didn't represent anything about my life at all. It kind of happened with Adventureland a little bit. It kind of happened with Little Miss Sunshine a little bit. And I thought it was going to happen with this, but it didn't. And I think that's what sets this apart, is that there's something that is really grounded and down to earth about it despite how ludicrous it might seem in some places that this kid sort of goes off and gets a secret summer job and on a summer vacation i think it's partly to do with the fact that some of the characters at least at some points no matter how brief it is they all seem like a douche or are flawed (laughs) in some perspective you know even if it's just for a certain amount of time. And I think that's what kind of makes the whole thing feel a bit more lifelike. Yeah, and I agree with you completely. And it's interesting you've brought up Adventureland already because that was the most obvious comparison that I could make to it as well, is that it's very similar in, in... basic plot to Adventureland where they go off to in that one I think it's a theme park rather than a yeah. water park but there are there are still differences between the two films but I really loved Adventureland and I really loved The Way Way Back as well and I like you although in many respects the characters are completely different from me and I don't have that many reference points to them you can still see a bit of yourself in them and particularly Liam James who plays the the, the main 
small boy, small boy, fourteen-year-old yeah. boy, kid, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, uh, Duncan. You can see bits of yourself in him. I think, even there's if he's not entirely like you. Yeah, you, there's, there's, there's a lot enough. of sort of awkward teenage angsty sort of moments there you, there's sort of you can always tell with him and this is why I thought he was such a great actor is that with him in this character you can always tell that there's something bubbling under the surface as to how he feels about things but he never says anything and that's kind of what a lot of people tend to do I think is that they'll feel something but they won't say anything about it so Especially I'm, in teenagers. Yeah, and I like the fact you get his character going through all his problems, but you get it mirrored by his sort of mother and sort of mother's partner, I suppose, played by Steve Carell. Sort of semi-stepdad, yeah, but not, not quite. not officially a stepdad and his daughter. So you have their whole relationship problems, the relationship problems of the, the neighbour, played by Alison Janney, and her daughter, who strikes up a kind of friendship with Duncan as well. So you get the the kind of mirrored problems from the adults as, as mm. well as the kids and at the same time running parallel to that you get Sam Rockwell who comes in as kind of the the hero character for Duncan and t- is the only person to tell him that he's great and shows an yeah. interest in him and thinks he's funny and looks after him and all that sort of thing but then you obviously get his character arc as well well where things probably aren't as great as he's making out and he's so it's, got it's a few like, problems himself it's like everyone in the film has a beginning a middle and an end yeah. which, is great, which is great it's not just the story and it's just not just the main character it's everyone and it's a everyone has their, it's well, almost like everyone has their own little story as well yeah and it's not just kind of superficial it, there is something worthwhile in all of their stories which makes it more enjoyable to watch and the other thing that makes it great is all of the performances are really good yeah I thought Sam Rockwell completely steals the show for me He's Sam, Sam Rockwell steals everything yeah. that's very true yeah he, I can't think of many films where he's not essentially the best thing in it I think this yeah. is my favourite Sam Rockwell character to date actually I would be so bold as to say that to the extent that I actually kind of want to be him in this <laughs> I think a little bit except not working in a water park except maybe because that's what makes him who he is for a few months a year it would be nice to, to, to have to the way way back water park in your life I thought you were going to say for a few months of the year it would be nice to just be Sam Rockwell well that as well that comes with it <laughs> yes think, it would but. be it would be really sweet to be Sam Rockwell I would, I would settle for that to be honest yeah I would yeah so he's fantastic in it and uh, Alison Janney is the the kind of female equivalent of him as the, the drunk neighbour who is quite over the top and inappropriate in, a, in the same way that Sam Rockwell's character is inappropriate with the things he says she is very uh, unmother-like yeah, in the way she treats just... her son and, and daughter it's like all of the kids in this are trying to be adults while all of the adults are just basically being teenagers throughout the whole thing in a way it's almost like kind of role reversal I thought it was interesting my favourite line or or one not my favourite line but one of the most interesting lines in in the film is uh, I think it's the daughter of uh, Alison Janney's character who is kind of the girlfriend in in inverted commas inverted commas of, uh, of Duncan she said Duncan's saying about what's happened to his mother and she, he doesn't really like Steve Carell's character and all this sort of stuff and he doesn't really understand why she's become the way she is and the daughter says this place has that effect on people it's like spring break for adults Yeah. and that kind of made me compare it to spring breakers where you had in that obviously teenagers going wild in this yes. you get the adults doing essentially the same thing drinking too much 
doing things they wouldn't do at home doing drugs yeah and you know, stuff the, like that being out of character yeah. essentially I thought actually when you put it like that it does kind of make a lot of sense and almost Duncan is the only sensible person in the whole film yeah, and he's the one who's person. yeah and he's the one who's treated as a sort of outcast yeah and it's a, it's a nice kind of juxtaposition between the two. I can't believe I just said juxtaposition, but there we go. It's but out no, there. It's still. <laughs> you used a genuine film film reviewing term. <laughs> we have strict rules about that on yes, this show. Yes, exactly. Um, I also liked, you know, I don't want to give, like, it's it's not it's not really a spoiler, but, you know, it is to do with the ending. But basically, the ending is very sort of downplayed and doesn't end in a typical sort of film way, but does end in a more kind of real life way, which I thought was quite strange in a way, but refreshing. It's not a happy ending, but it's not a sad ending no, either. No, it's not. It's just, it's just an ending because that's sort of what life is. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so much more kind of real and lifelike than other endings that they could have gone for, would have been told to go for by executives, would have maybe had people saying they should have done it or something. But mm, Yeah, maybe. I suppose. I think like, it definitely worked in their favour. Yeah, it's not a, a shock ending or anything like that, no. but it is... Uh, it is slightly different from what maybe you'd expect. I like the fact that Nat Fax and, and, and Jim Rash, who directed it and wrote, wrote it themselves, uh, also wrote The Descendants and Community, the American TV series. But I could see a lot of The Descendants in this, the kind of mm. sort of dynamic between the families and the way the people spoke and the, the, the kind of emotional weight to it, which it had a little bit more than the usual kind of indie comedy. And more than anything else, it was just funny. I, yeah. I laughed consistently through this probably more than I did in a lot of comedies maybe with the exception of Alan Partridge well that's the other thing I think this uh, I mean I don't want to jump the gun or anything but this is sort of fighting for territory with Alan Partridge in my top five at the moment but they're different types of films they're different aren't they? they're so different the, but the, Sam Rockwell just Sam Rockwell just brings it back the emotional story and the overall plot yeah. of The Way Way Back is much more sophisticated and yeah. uh, nuanced than Alan Partridge but they're Alan both Partridge great films in different so ways comedy, but. Let's, uh, let's give The Way okay. Way Back scores out of five Drew you can go first Oh, I, I was going to say you can go first for once if you want okay that's okay. out of the ordinary but I will go first <laughs> if you like I absolutely love The Way Way Back and uh, I kind of expected to I suppose because it is the sort of film generally I'd go for an indie comedy coming of age type thing but Sam Rockwell absolutely steals the show one of the best performances of the year everything about it is fantastic really funny really enjoyable quite sweet as well I'm going to give it 4.5 out of 5 I'm going to give it a very similar one I'm going to give it uh, 4 stars I don't know why I didn't give it 4.5 thinking back on it now because you're heartless Drew that's why it's because I am a little bit heartless sometimes I, um, I don't have a heart it's more of a sort of cold lump of ice valves um, yeah um, but no, I mean, I did really enjoy this film and it's, uh, it was quite a surprise. I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I did. I think it's partly down to Sam Rockwell and I actually ended up sort of listening very closely to every single thing that Sam Rockwell said throughout it in case I got another little sort of nugget of life advice from him. You know, it was the whole thing that he was saying about, you know, life doesn't have patterns. And I was like you know what, you're right, life doesn't have patterns. Jumpers. <laughs> Jumpers do. J Jumpers do. That's part of life. Uh, <laughs> Tablecloths. Uh, 
don't know, things like that. I mean, there are patterns. Are you basically going to deconstruct all of his life advice De- through different, some jumpers, different yeah. materials? Anyway, we've, we've gone off track. Uh, score, so the scores for uh, The Way Way Back were four stars from Drew. Four and four and a and half. And 4.5 from me. Just a heads up that it might make an appearance in my top five later on in the show. Because uh, today we're talking about what the favourite films of 2013 are and uh, your least favourite too. So you can do that as well as telling us your review for The Way Way Back. Here's the way you can get in touch with the show. Get in touch with the team now. Tweet us at Film Spoilers or email us on spoilers at hot1028.com. I come up shortly. JP will be popping back into the studio. I say that as if you've gone somewhere, which you haven't, of course. You're just kind of stood, sat to the side listening to us talk about yeah. the way way back enjoying as a viewer yeah I, I quite like the fact that you uh, you were essentially a listener in the studio yeah. that's quite nice but he will be coming along with this week's uh, Sofa Cinema and uh, I think it's going to be three good ones but coming up after that we'll also have reviews of Your Next and The Pain and Gain The Gadabouts and for the time being on May Contain Spoilers and before the break we reviewed well the break the song we reviewed the way way back and gave it four stars from Drew 4.5 from me so remember if you've seen it and you want to tell us what you think at Film Spoilers or May Contain Spoilers at top1028.com and we also want to hear your favourite and least favourite films of 2013 so far but now it's time for JP to enter the fray with his choices for Sofa Cinema this week things that are on uh, freeview over the next six days or so I was going to say show that's not right uh, what have you gone for this week JP? Well I've gone with a theme as ever that we try and do and I think because we've been talking about indie and indie comedy uh, I've kind of gone with that motif so the first one I've gone for is Greenberg the Noah Baumbach film uh, quite enjoyable it's it's one of those that probably falls under the mumble core I guess you would say. Yeah I'd say so it's got Greta uh, Gerwig it's got that. I was gonna say the, the main uh, yeah point of uh, Mumblecore of course being Greta Gerwig being yeah. in it and 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 you know kookiness yep. there's, you know there's there's a scene with her uh, dancing around in her pants singing a kooky song it's uh, all so good most of these things I'm sold yeah. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, and that's also, of course, got Ben Stiller and Risa fans in it as well. I yeah. really like Greenberg, I think. Yeah, I know. That. It's actually quite good. It, it, we've been joking about it, but, I mean, quite rightly so, because, I mean, it is a comedy as well. Yeah. So, But uh, that's on, uh, and set your recorders for this, because it's at f- five past one in the morning on uh, Saturday the 7th on Film 4. Love it. The second one I've gone for is I Heart Huckabees, which is the David O. Russell now, have you seen this? No. No, neither have I, because I, I've heard mixed things about it. Some people really like it, some people hate it. Yeah, that's the thing. So I've, I've gone with this as a, a non-scene choice, um, but I'm hoping for the best. One to cross off the list once you've seen. Exactly. So, uh, and I'll be doing that, hopefully, after I've seen it, which is at uh, f- uh, f- 10.55 on Saturday the 7th on the Movie Mix channel. Right. And lastly, 
I've gone for a bit of a controversial one, I think. Uh, Burn After Reading, okay, the Coen well, Brothers movie. You say it's controversial. I quite like Burn After yeah, Reading. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I really like it as well. I think it... it I, I mention it as being possibly controversial just because, you know, it was the film that followed uh, No Country for Old, for Old Men. And, you know, after the big Oscar win winning success of that movie... Uh, you know, it, it was always going to seem a step down, but the Coen brothers have this kind of duality to their movies. They have a serious one and they have a more kookier comedy one. It's, I, I would say it's a lesser film, obviously, than No Country for Old Men. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's by no means a bad comedy. Would you and say it was l- a lesser one of their comedy films? Mm, I prefer it to uh, the Hudsucker Proxy okay. and the Lady King- Killers as well. I'm trying to think I, that's of the thing. Else. I don't think I've I've seen many many of their comedy ones. I mean, I've seen uh, Raising Arizona. Uh, it's not as good as Raising Arizona. No. Having recently re-seen that, um, I, I would say it's definitely not as good. That's the, the high... The high, yeah. Oh well, the Big Lebowski maybe as well. The, the two high water yeah, marks for Cohen, Cohen comedies, but uh, I, I quite like Ben after reading. I don't know where you would place a serious man though, which is a bit, which was the one that came after this. Um, yeah. I'm not sure whether I need that's to the drama again, or, the, or the comedy but no I would definitely recommend Burn After Reading you know all star cast doing crazy kooky things and when was that on? that's on at 9 o'clock on Sunday the 8th of September on ITV4 so there you go those were JP's Sofa Cinemas this week Greenberg I Heart Huckabees and Burn After Reading and you can see those on uh, on Freeview over the next six days or so coming up in the next part of May Contain Spoilers we're going to review Your Next and Pain and Gain May Contain Spoilers Heart Radio you're listening to May Contain Spoilers. My name's Steve Lanham, and with me are Drew Bridger and JP Stockwell. In the previous part of the show, we reviewed The Way Way Back. Uh, I gave it four and a half stars out of five. Drew gave it four. Remember, if you've seen it, at Film Spoilers or May Contain Spoilers at hot1028.com are the places to send your reviews. Also, if you've seen Your Next and uh, Pain and Game, which Drew is going to review very shortly. Uh, he was the only one who saw it this week, unfortunately. I did want to see Pain and Game, but I just couldn't get to it. Yeah. Is that a good enough excuse? Uh, you know um, you're just not a doer you're a donter <laughs> I'm a it's probably true to be honest <laughs> uh, yeah that's fair enough and that makes more sense under the context of the film if, it, if you well okay yeah, <laughs> fine I was trying to make an excuse but I thought forget it no, 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 one cares. no do you know who makes excuses come on donters donters well done do you know who don't make excuses doers 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 yeah. good well let's do a review <laughs> of pain and gain uh, the story of Pain and Gain is a trio of bodybuilders in Florida get caught up in an extortion ring and a kidnapping scheme that goes terribly wrong. You know that Schlotzky's Deli near the airport? That's mine. No kidding? Oh, I like that place. I never kid, you know. Lugo. Yeah. We make a nice sandwich, Lugie. You ever try our oven toasted roast beef and cheese? Give an anorexic an appetite. What else do you do? Do some stock trading, real estate, own a few greyhounds for racing. But for some crazy reason, I'm proudest of the sandwiches. I hang at the house, got a hot Cuban housekeeper, makes a waffle, don't even need maple syrup. I'm a self-made man, Dennis. And myself is not ashamed to say it's made a lot of money. Maybe yourself ought to spend some of it on a salad. You know who invented salad? Poor people. So Pain and Gain is directed by... Michael Bay and stars Mark Wahlberg Dwayne Johnson Anthony Mackie Tony Shalhoub and Ed Harris and also Rebel Wilson Drew what did you think of Michael Bay's Pain and Gain? 
Okay, this is either the most subtly brilliant. Subtle. That's the first. No, that's no, no, one no, no, of the no. few words I expected to hear. Actually, uh, well, this is either the most subtly brilliant piece of comedic writing ever created, or the most awful attempt at a crime thriller that's ever been thought up. I'm tempted to lean towards the former because everything about this film was absolutely ridiculous just visually mentally this whole thing is based on a true story and at the end of the film they show you pictures of the people that did it and what their you know sentences for the crimes that they committed were so all of the characters in this are actual people and it's just ridiculous to think that people can be so stupid and that was one of the main things that was my biggest regrets that I didn't manage to catch this because I liked your word there of ridiculous because I think that that's what Michael Bay does the most in his films I would but even he does, go he so far it, to say yeah. it was redonkulous yeah well it, there's there's a ridiculousness to his films that I that I get some enjoyment out of more so than any other kind of action director of this type of action movie and but that's you know, the thing, that it's not thing. it's not really an action movie at all. There's hardly any action in it. Basically these these bodybuilders who are, you know, obsessed with uh, protein powders and amino acids to the extent that it's actually funny listening to the conversations because then I sometimes think oh wow do, you know do I sound like that sometimes I you don't do, I wow. don't I got a new flavour of protein powder the other day great fantastic that's about as far as it goes you know banoffee flavour whoop de doo um, <laughs> you know and I'm watching this and it's like I'm not really sure how seriously I'm meant to take it you know, I'm not sure if I'm meant to take it seriously as an action movie or these bits that just suddenly cut in and make you laugh hysterically at it. My problem with Michael Bay is that I also get some enjoyment from his over-the-top nature, yeah. but I haven't seen him do something that isn't absolutely hateful for years because I can't stand the Transformers films. So you have to go all the way back to like Armageddon yeah. and I mean I lo- obviously love The Rock. I like Bad Boys. Absolutely. I haven't really even seen Pearl Harbor, so I can't really comment on that. But normally the problem is is that the fun stuff, things being blown up, people shouting all the time, is enjoyable for a certain amount of time but not normally two and a half hours which all his films are yeah so with this because he's kind of limited with the amount of things he can blow up and the amount that people can shout at each other is it i know you use the word subtle is it is it more subtle it is it's a lot more subtle on on the bay scale right so uh, there's less bayhem there's less bayhem going on there's less explosions there's less you know it's more just silliness you know, it's like there's solutions for getting out of certain situations that they find themselves in. I just sort of like, who would think of that? So it's Wahlberg and you know? uh, Dwayne Johnson. Are they both good in it? It seems like I know that the, Mar- the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, is absolutely massive in it. I he is he is hench. He is everything that I would one day hope to achieve really? to be. I'd love to see you the I, size of The Rock. I don't think... If I was the size of The Rock at the height that I am, I don't think I would be able to turn my head or touch my shoulders with my hand. 
Um, but, you know, like we, we've said before, we could quite happily watch The Rock in absolutely anything. So watching him in this as a coked-up god-botherer was absolutely... Bodybuilder as well. Well, he's a bodybuilder, yes, but he's like, he's this massive, like, Jesus botherer, and then he gets addicted to cocaine. And it's just like, this is, this is brilliant. Like, okay. it's absolutely, like, uh, watching him as that character, which is so anti what he normally is, was just mind-bendingly brilliant. It, se- it seems that though there isn't that maybe as much action, it seems that his style is still definitely evident yeah. in there. That it's, there's, it's, yes. It's, I mean... Silliness. Yeah, well, there's that. And it's it's maybe not just action, but his whole sensibility of, of you know, someone that seems to ingested, you know, half a tonne of weapons-grade plutonium. Well, he, someone once we- described Weapons-grade protein power yeah, exactly. he's an auteur clearly Let, yeah, let's yeah. give uh, a score out of five for pain and gain Drew I'm going to give it two and a half really all of that and you gave it two and a half Big, oh no don't get me wrong I liked the film I just can't again it's exactly what I said at the start I can't make up my mind whether this is subtly genius writing or absolute ridiculousness so, like completely unintentionally I mean it was it was funny while I was watching it but the fact that other people sort of kind of weren't laughing made me think like am I seeing the ridiculousness in this when I'm not meant to be so 2.5 for now but in six months time with a little bit of weight gain you're looking to get it up to about 4 I'm looking to I'm looking (laughs) looking to be few more few more inches on it I'm looking to have a few more inches on it looking to uh, you know maybe be lifting a little more than uh, 2.5 so there we go pain and gain if you've seen it maybe you loved it maybe you're not sure whether Drew was right or wrong tell us what you thought of it get in touch with the team now Tweet us at Film Spoilers or email us on Make and Take Spoilers at hot1028.com. So, continuing our long run of uh, films that we've seen this week, because we managed to squeeze in three, I also managed to see uh, Your Next, which for me is a, a strange choice because I'm not really a horror fan. I can't actually remember the last horror film I went to see at the cinema. Probably Paranormal. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a good point. I don't really, I don't really count that as a, a horror film though because it's kind. Of, I kind of know what happens. Yeah, well that's true. It, it's not a surprise. It might have been Paranormal Activity two after uh, before that, but uh, I'm not too sure. Cabin so in the woods. Cabin, yeah, again though, it's yeah. kind of and it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah. It's been a weird time for horror. In, yeah, in a way. and in, in a way, Cabin in the Woods does have uh, some things in common with your next. So I'd heard some good things about your next. Decided to check it out. The story of it is. When the Davison family comes under attack during their wedding anniversary getaway, the gang of mysterious killers soon learns that one of the victims harbours a secret talent for fighting back. Were you just upstairs? No, I was in the basement. Did you hear that just now? Hear what? I heard footsteps. I think someone's in the house. Are you sure? Paul, we gotta get out of here. Aubrey. Hurry up. No. You go outside. I'm going to check the upstairs. You're going outside with me. It's just a creaky old house. Paul, there is someone up there. All right, you wait outside. I'll be out in a minute. Careful. 
So Your Next is directed by Adam Wingard and stars Sharni Vincent, Joe Swanberg, AJ Bowen and uh, also Ty West. Ty West is obviously... And Joe Swanberg, both kind of famous directors, famous horror cult uh, film directors in their own right. I have to say, I really, really liked Your Next. See, I wanted to see this because it looked really good. I couldn't find anywhere near me that was playing it, though, that I wanted to go and see it. The reason I enjoyed it is because I think arguably it's more of a thriller than a horror film there's lots of gruesome moments in it there's plenty of gore but in the same way that Cabin in the Woods was kind of a knowing horror film this also has the kind of it knows it's a horror film and kind of plays up to it a little bit with your your expectations which makes it slightly cleverer than the usual kind of slasher films and things like this so you get the main character uh, in the film turns out to be Charney Benison who Vincent who is uh, plays Erin who is just the the girlfriend of one of these, these family members mm. the family comes under attack in kind of gruesome fashion from some guys with animal masks on who pick people off with uh, a crossbow through the uh, blacked out windows nothing scarier than a blacked out window when you're looking out of a window and you can't see something you know it always gets yeah so you get them picking them off and uh, as the the, the story develops and more and more of them get kind of gruesomely taken away she appears as the kind of last girl the last person who's going to be surviving at the end and then about halfway through the film it flips slightly and it changes perspective and you get to see more of what's going on from the outside world so normally in these films the people who are doing the kind of murdering and the killing and the the terrorising you know nothing about until the very end in this film you find out a little bit earlier and you get to kind of discover the reasons why and then also something happens to them to have them as the focus of being terrorised so I really enjoyed this it was gruesome I had to look away a few times the old looking through the fingers (laughs) all the usual cliches it does make you jump it has some really funny kind of horror gore in it as well involving the blender at one stage very very good (laughs) and uh it's made me want to check out some of their other work considering I had no interest in seeing any of Ty West or Adam Swanberg's or yeah. uh, Adam Wingard's sorry Joe Swanberg Adam Wingberg's, uh, Wingard's <laughs> films before now I'm actually quite interested to see the ABCs of death which I know you saw Drew and, and you said yeah. there was some good good and bad stuff in it oh absolutely yeah if it's as kind of intelligent and, and funny as this then I, I'm all for it so I was really impressed by your next and uh, I think if I was going to give it a score out of five I'd probably give it a four it's not uh, a, a sort of masterpiece or a classic but for what it sets out to do I think it does it really effectively so four stars for your next from me if you've seen it tell us what you thought of it especially if you're a big horror fan because I, I'm not in a position well, to well I'm, I'm convinced and that's going in my next horathon now. so there you go you were talking about Halloween earlier and uh, you've added it maybe to the to Halloween yeah. rotation for this year. Going in my horathon, I think. There we go. So let's uh, talk about our favourite films of the year now because we've kind of mentioned it all show. We want to know what the best film of the year is of 2013 and the worst film at Film Spoilers is a place to do that or may contain spoilers at hot1028.com. I've kind of moved a few ideas around my head, had a few uh, reshuffles, a few late entries into my top top five so far, but I've kind of decided on one at the moment. I'm not too sure about my least favourite, but uh, JP, what what are you leaning towards as your favourite film of 2013 so far? Well, I w- I probably wouldn't just be leaning towards it; it would be falling for, on and, it. And, yeah, an, an, an active trip up and fall on it. Uh, I think it was almost kind of confirmed when I first saw it, actually, as well. But I uh, I did rewatch it this week, actually, um, just by coincidence, and uh, it's uh, it's. 
Chanwook Park Stoker. Okay. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it the first time I saw it. I just thought it was really interestingly made and how how it plays out and stuff. And you, we were talking about a horror film there, and the the fact that I, I'm not really that much of a horror fan either, but I do like films that kind of evoke that style. Mm. But it's but it's only really evoking certain things it and it's it's kind of comparable to um uh we need to talk about kevin in a way it's got yeah, that it's like that. it's just a few steps away from having this a kind of a style similar to horror but okay. it's actually really visually interesting and a great story and performances all around so stoker from jp drew yeah, I'm heading down the far less intelligent line, and I'm going to go with um, either Iron Man 3 or Pacific Rim because I'm very unintelligent and like watching robots hit things. I can cut. Do you know what? To be fair, I, I'm bringing it full circle with me now. Both of those films are in my top five, and I'm glad that I'm interested and glad that you both selected those. Although there's one film which stands out above all the others for me, which is The Act of Killing, which completely blew me away. An amazing documentary. I've just never seen a film like it but number two in my list was Stoker and I think Iron Man 3 was sort of like four or five or something like that so we've all gone for slightly different things but I think that there is some sort of crossover there so I think on the Facebook page we'll put a poll of uh, our suggestions from here and people can vote for what their favourites are because they're running short of time let's leave the worst film of 2013 to next week and we can get some more suggestions as well then JP, what's out in cinemas and on DVD and Blu-ray next week? Well, uh, Blu-rays, we've got, uh, we mentioned there, Iron Man 3. That is the big one. Yeah. And uh, I know you probably wanted to tie that in with uh, something previous that we've done. Yeah, I will uh, do that later in the show. We'll do that later. Uh, But yeah, of course, that's Iron Man 3, big release this week. Uh, There's also Dead Man Down, starring Colin Firth. No, Farrell. (laughs) That would be interesting. uh, Colin Farrell and uh, Numi Rapace. There's uh, 21 and Over, which was that other Project X movie uh, The Reluctant Fundamentalist um, there's a few uh, new to Blu-ray or kind of releases which include Deliverance Scum uh, Team America World Police uh, Little Shop of Horrors and Monty Python's The Meaning of Life the 30th Anniversary Edition Okay, so in cinemas? Cinemas we have um, About Time, the new uh, Richard Curtis movie uh, Riddick the third in the Riddick series. Um, we also got Ain't Them Body Saints as well, which is the. Uh, we, we, no we, idea. We, yeah, we were talking about this. We we know very little about it apart from that it stars Casey Affleck yeah. and uh, Rooney Mara, and it's been getting quite a bit of buzz. Good luck seeing that one. Yeah, but it doesn't seem to be showing that no. much around here. So, so uh, that's that's all the cinema stuff that I have for this week okay so on next week's show we're probably looking at reviews of certainly about time and probably Riddick 2 yeah most definitely I've, I've planned to see both so. well I've already seen about time so I've got that one in the bag so I might oh, try and see Riddick right as well for you. and uh, <laughs> we'll also do our worst films of 2013 reveal which film of uh, 2013 got voted the best film on our poll so all of that will be coming up on next week's show as JP alluded to and I don't know why I left it till after we've already done this to bring this up but as Iron Man 3 is out in cinemas uh, in cinemas on DVD and Blu-ray next week it would be remiss of me not to point out the fact that we in 
interviewed the writer of Iron Man 3 or the co-writer with uh, Shane Black Drew Pearce on this show the interview of that is available on the podcast or it's on uh, SoundCloud as well so I'll put a link to that on our Facebook and Twitter later in the week and you can listen to it if you haven't heard it already you can go by going back through our podcast type May Contain Spoilers podcast into a search engine or into iTunes and you can find it there or uh, if you go to our Facebook or Twitter pages you can find a link there at Film Spoilers is on uh, Twitter and May Contain Spoilers is on Facebook but until next week we've pretty much come to the end of the show uh, it was a pretty good week we got through quite a few reviews maybe a few less next week but we will try our best to see definitely about Time and Riddick but until then yeah. it's goodbye from me it is goodbye from me I'm going to pump going <laughs> I thought you were going to drop down and do some press ups then <laughs> also you can see a vine of Drew doing some press ups before the show so it's worth going uh, going on to oh, yeah, our, that's me getting pumped up our various social media sites just to see Drew working hard <laughs> pain and gain it's pain and it, gain taking it all out supplements yeah. I think we should do that every week I want to be huge. I want to be huge by the time it comes out on DVD and Blu-ray. Absolutely. Anyway, that's it for Make and Take Spoilers. We'll be back next week.